the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring out. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. And I am the minister here with the North Valley Church of Christ. What a great several weeks we've been having lately with the, uh, I know it's been, it feels like it's been forever, but for a little while ago we, we had all that rain and the weather's cooled down. Yeah, we're still breaking 100, but not like we normally do. This has been, or what this was the best July ever. Going into August, fantastic. Not so bad. I'm enjoying it. I love it. Uh, I'm doing some upgrades here at the North Valley Church of Christ building. We have a, we got a couple of TVs up front, and um, you know I'm not big on using PowerPoint and, and all that stuff, but we've been putting the song service on there. You know, uh, we had the electronic digital hymnals now with PowerPoint, and that's been fantastic. That has worked really well. I did not think that would work great, but it has worked really well. I'm enjoying that. Everyone's enjoying that. Uh, I've been using it for some PowerPoint myself, and it just looks nice. It looks nice, and so I'm really appreciative of the elders uh, going forward with that, even though I wasn't a big fan. Uh, so they, it, I'm glad for it. And anyway, I'm I'm running some wiring over the in the building for that right now, and I have that to get done. I've got my lesson for Wednesday night to get done. I have. But we've got Bible class going again finally here at North Valley. So I have my Bible class Sunday mornings on the evening lessons to get done this coming Sunday. Uh, I've got things for Copper Basin Bible Camp that needs to get done. i got websites that need to be updated. i got children who start school in, in about a week. I've got so much. Oh, two birthdays coming up in the beginning of September. It is ridiculous. How can I get it all done? Well, I want to share with you something a little more, uh, a little different than what we usually do. I'm going to have some Bible verses in here for you, but I want to talk about something that's very important for the Christian. And this is going to be based on an article from Guy Orbison Jr. from Working in the Word, January 2014, in an article titled, How to Get Things Done. How to Get Things Done. Now, how many of you get frustrated with yourself because you have all this stuff you want to get done, and you might get a little bit done of, of everything, but you never get anything done. And at the end of the day, you look back, and even though you worked all day, and you're tired, and you're wiped, you actually didn't finish anything. Do you ever feel that way? Well, I'm going to help you. I think this will help you uh, with that. And we want to be a people who get things done, right? One of the primary reasons we fail to accomplish what we need to accomplish or, uh, or want to get done involves that little problem 
called procrastination. Procrastination. That is the deferment or avoidance of an action or a task. There's a dictionary uh, definition for you. Procrastinators live by that code. Why put off until tomorrow what you can put off until the day after tomorrow, right? Maybe you have lived or maybe you are living by this code. So maybe you desperately are in need of a, a measure of discipline. Maybe you heard of an organization called Procrastinators Club of America, which has almost 15,000 card-carrying members. Some have put off making the decision to carry cards. It was founded in 1956 in Philadelphia. The first meeting, they, they postponed it. An acting president was temporarily put into office and continues in that position today since the nominating committee has yet to report their state their slate of recommended officers. The turtle was adopted, though, as a logo since it best represented the purpose and pace of the organization. Now, obviously, that's tongue-in-cheek way of looking at a predominant problem that we all need to overcome, the urge to put things off. So, why do we tend toward procrastination? Psychological experts, they believe that when, when we understand the cause of procrastination, that that knowledge can help us in finding the solutions to the problem. But the causes are many, and they differ from person to person. However, however, when you analyze all the different reasons why people put off or neglect what's important, you can consolidate those things into a few primary reasons. So basically we can find ourselves six primary reasons why people procrastinate. I have experienced every one of these, and I bet you, as we work through this, you will recognize a few of these for yourself as well. Number one, here's the first one. It is called the difficulty of the task, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. The more overwhelming and complex a project might seem, the more we hesitate to tackle it. We put it off. This was the problem of those 10 spies who came back from spying out the promised land. Remember those from when the, uh, the Israelites were out in the wilderness wandering? They finally came to the promised land, and Moses sent the 12 spies. 10 were bad and 2 were good, if you know the, uh, the camp song. So they came back, and, and they thought the task of, of taking the land was just too big for Israel, too much to handle. So they simply decided that they didn't want to do it. Preachers can go through this grasshopper mentality thinking that the work is too difficult to handle. Man, I get I feel that way all the time. I feel like I'm overwhelmed with projects and things and this and that and the other. I'm I get tired of fighting the same battles. It's not always with the same people, 
but it's the same battle, whether it's stuff happening with Copper Basin Bible Camp, stuff stuff happening at North Valley Church of Christ, stuff happening within my own personal life. It's, I felt I was like I, I deal with this all the time, I'm, and I get tired. I'm like this is insurmountable because it's always there. So it's that grasshopper mentality, thinking the work's too the work is just too difficult, too difficult to handle. I get the the impression that Timothy was probably, you know, he was engaged in some procrastination over there in Ephesus when Paul wrote those two letters to him, 1st 2nd Timothy. He said to him in 1st Timothy 4:14, 4, "Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. Do not neglect it. That spiritual gift within you." And he challenged him in 2nd Timothy 4:5, to do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And Timothy was to do this in spite of the fact that he faced an overwhelming situation there in uh, in Ephesus. Simply the size of the task can cause us to sit down and to not attempt it. It's overwhelming. And you know, that can even happen to us with, with little things where we, we keep putting little things off, but those little things keep getting bigger and bigger. It, it could be like, for example, a mess in the back room that your kids make. Oh, I'll get to that tomorrow. And now maybe the next day, or maybe the next day. And then finally, you think, oh, what in the world? This has become insurmountable. I was, Jenny and I were doing that. We have a back room, the play room. It's also kind of a storage room, a lot of shelf space. And it, it, it we kept putting it off, and it Every time I looked at it, I thought, I need to work on this, but when do I have time to work on this? And I just walk away. Well, the other day, yesterday, starting in the morning, I noticed Jenny back there working on it. Actually, I think she'd spent about two days on it. And by yesterday night, evening, she had finished it. I went back there. It looks amazing. But it took her all day. She'd made the decision to tackle the task. And that difficulty of the task was seemed overwhelming, put a lot of strain on her, but she got it done. She got it done. So number one, the difficulty of the task. Number two, the unpleasantness of the task. Oof, yes. What we like doing, we do first. Yet there are many unpleasant tasks that always require our attention. But because they are not enjoyable, we tend to put them off. Here's what Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 25. The desire of the sluggard puts him to death, for his hands refuse to work. Oh, yeah, because it's not pleasant. We don't want to do that. Work is unpleasant to some lazy people. So they procrastinate to their own destruction. But even if you're not a typical procrastinator, you will do this. I know I've done this, and I, I do. I catch myself doing this where uh, it's something that I feel like it's not a major priority. It's not pleasant. I don't want or like to do it, so I put it off. One of those things, I noticed it because I'd forgotten about it. Like I said at the beginning of the program, I'm running some wires through the ceiling. And that, that's a lot of work because I have to lay all the wires out, hook everything up to make sure it works on the main, on the floor. These are 300-foot wires. Then once everything works, I take them apart, I reorganize them, and then I start feeding them through the ceiling. I only have 
one ladder. I don't know what happened to my other ladder. So that takes forever. And while, while I was up there in the ceiling, we have that drop ceiling here. I saw a ton of wires. I thought, what a... And then I remembered these are wires from the projector and the old system. And I didn't want to take the time to pull them down because that's going to take a lot of time. It makes me sweaty. I don't like being on a ladder. It's not pleasant. And I procrastinated. It's not pleasant. And they're still there. And now they're causing me more headaches because i got to weave these wires through them in a way that I... Don't get them tangled up when I need to pull them down. So once I get these wires fed, which I'm doing it now because it's already started, and then I'm going to have to go back in this week, pull those wires down. My children, I, I tell them when, when they're doing their homework, they, they some of them hate math. Well, who doesn't hate math? Some people like it, but not me and my family. So he'll have all these homework assignments for math, but he always wants to do the easiest stuff first. And then when he gets to the last page, the hard part, it's only one page, It when he does it, it only takes him like five or eight minutes to do it. But he'll take hours on it because of the unpleasantness. He puts it, And then he wastes his old day, and then he has no time to play. I've been trying to get him to, to realize this and even do the hard part first. Do the hard part first, and then you can blow through the easier stuff, and then you're done, and you can play. Just get it done. It is a, I recognize that this is something he needs to learn at an early age. I'm, I think I learned it. I don't feel like I'm a procrastinator, but man, this is something we need to learn at an early age to get things done. So you got the difficulty of the task, the unpleasantness of it. Number three, the inability to prioritize. A few folks apparently lack organizational skills. It takes to Place projects into a priority list. I, I hear from people all the time when they talk about struggling with all these different things they need to do, and I tell them, well, make a list. You need to prioritize things. Well, Chris, you know, that's the way you do things. Uh, I'm just a different personality, and I don't work like that. Well, you need to. This isn't about what works with, for you and what works for someone else. There, This is how you do it. You make a list, and you prioritize there, this one's simple. There is no changing this. There is no better way. You make a list and you stick to it. It's important. When we fail to do what is most important, we find ourselves wasting time on the less important and wondering what to do next. Jesus indicates the need to prioritize in his condemnation of the scribes and Pharisees. Uh, another great one is Martha and, and Mary. The the text ah oh, escapes me. I, I think it's in the book of Luke, maybe Luke 10. Maybe it's John. Anyway, maybe it's John 10. It's when Jesus goes to the house of, La, uh, of Lazarus and his sisters. At least I think it's his sister. you got Mary and Martha there. Yeah, they are sisters. And Martha is busying herself, preparing a meal, getting things ready for Jesus and the disciples. But Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now, there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. She's doing a good thing, right? And so she comes and she complains to Jesus, saying, Lord, compel my sister Mary to come and help me. And he says to her, Martha, Martha, Mary has chosen the good thing, or the best thing, but the good thing, I can't, I'm paraphrasing here. You know, 
you're busying yourself. In other words, she, Mary is sitting there listening to the words of the Christ, the Messiah. That's far more important. You can put that off for right now. We'll eat later. Come and listen to me first. Martha was doing a good thing, but it was not the best thing. She, need to, she needed to prioritize accurately there. The most important thing for her to do at that moment, listen to Jesus. Start your day off with the word. And then make a list. Prioritize your day. Get the most important things done first. For me, it's the things of the North Valley Church of Christ first. Are the things that need to get done for Copper Basin important? Yes. But not nearly as important as North Valley for me. That's the main work for me. And then I work on Copper Basin. And then I got my other personal things to do. And my family. Not that my family falls that far on the list, but I think you, you get what I'm saying there. I'm talking about my work. Okay, so we got those three things. Uh, the difficulty of the task, the unpleasantness of it, the inability to prioritize. Number four, the inability to make a decision. Oh, this is a big one. Inability to make a decision. Some have trouble just coming to a decision about anything. They actually put off making decisions because they do not know which way to go. When Paul preached to King Herod... While he was on his way to Rome to stand trial, the king responded in Acts 26 or 28, uh, not King Harry, Agrippa, uh, in a short time you will persuade me to become a Christian. Oh man, Agrippa could see the truthfulness of what Paul was saying, but he avoided making a decision that would have saved his soul. He procrastinated because he refused to make a commitment. How sad. How sad. Alex Bigham had a, a lesson on this just this past Sunday night, uh, Sunday morning. It was fantastic. You can find that on YouTube. But yeah, the inability to make a decision. Um, I don't struggle with this one. Uh, I've done it, I admit that, but it's not a struggle for me. I am a person who I don't like to dally. Make a decision. Let's go. Let's get it done. Just do it. And, and that, that also, I can take that to a fault. I, I push people a little too hard, I think, at times. Okay. Also, we got the fear of failure. That's number five. Now, this one goes to the perfectionist because many of them struggle with beginning a project out of fear. Fear. And this might be the fear of failing or the fear of taking risks, but whatever the cause of one's fear, it can certainly lead to our putting off making the right decision. Makes me think of King Saul's army. He's camped out there at the Valley of Elah, 1 Samuel chapter 17. You remember that? That's where they're being challenged by one, one Philistine soldier, just one. He was big, you know, named Goliath. But there was mass procrastination on the part of the army. And the reason everyone wanted to avoid this battle? Fear. Fear. They were scared. And old David comes along, and he wasn't some scrawny little kid as a lot of pictures make him out to be. He was a strong man. He was just a normal-sized man, but Goliath, Goliath was huge. So we all looked scrawny before Goliath. 
But David did not fear. He knew God would be there with him. A lot of people don't want to raise their children out of fear of failing or saying or doing the wrong thing. And as a result, they fail because they never make a decision and they don't get it done because they fear that they might mess up raising their kids. And as a result, they mess up raising their kids. I don't want to get off on that tangent because that's a big one for me. I get frustrated by it, seeing that. And so fear, you got the difficulty of the task, the unpleasantness of the task, the inability to prioritize tasks, the inability to make decisions about tasks, the fear of failing at a task. And now number six, the last one, distractions from getting the task done. Sometimes we put off doing what is important because we get distracted by phone calls. We get distracted by people coming by. We get distracted by someone asking you to do something that takes you away from your project. That happens to me. This is my biggest one, distractions. Usually procrastinators want to be distracted and are easily distracted because their required task is overwhelming, difficult, or they are afraid of failure. So procrastinators have trouble dealing with distractions since they actually welcome them in. When Ahab was king in Israel, he had the opportunity to kill a king, the enemy king of Assyria, by uh, the name of Ben-Hadad, Hadad, Hadad, Ben-Hadad, which the Lord commanded him to kill, but Ahab let him go. So a prophet of God wounded himself and disguised his identity from Ahab and came to the king and explained that he was a soldier in the battle and another man had given him a prisoner to guard. But he said, this is what happened. And while your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. 1 Kings 20 verse 40. So distractions hindered him from doing what he should have been doing. The prophet, of course was demonstrating that Ahab had procrastinated from doing what God had ordered him to do, thus violating God's command. My point is simple. That is, and it's this. That is, while we are busy here and there with distractions, that what we need to be doing, it doesn't get done. If any of these issues describe you, then maybe you you can already see a solution to the problem uh, of not getting done what needs to be done. And there are uh, also specific steps that we can take to deal with procrastination. Here's a few. Prioritize what needs to be done. What has worked for me at times is when I'm overwhelmed by the number of things that demand my attention, make a list of everything I'm required to do and then relist them in order of importance. Number two, in specific tasks, always do the most difficult task first. That's important. We like that we want to put those things off. So if you say that to the end, you're not going to want to do it. You need to do it first, get it out of the way, or maybe break it down into simpler, smaller components. When you recognize that you don't have to fix everything at once, but you can deal with it in sections, that'll help. And just determine to spend 20 minutes on that project per day, perhaps. Chip away at it till it's done. Number three, become decisive. Make a decision. Develop a habit of making a decision and avoid the habit of putting them off. Just put it in your mind that even if the decision is difficult, 
you're going to make a decision. Now, I found that in the more difficult decisions I have to, uh, to, to make, it usually helps me to, again, write it down. Here's write down my options, pros and cons, make the list, and then make a final decision about the best of all options. Joshua employed this process in helping the children of Israel to make a decision and commit about the Lord. Make a commitment about him when he said there in Joshua 24, 15. And if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he's just simply laid out their options. Here's your options. Now, what do you want to do? Now, you know who the Lord is and what he has done. The point is, be decisive. Be decisive. Make a decision. It will help you to overcome procrastination. And then finally, be willing to take risks. I like the idea of thinking outside the box. If we're always afraid of losing something or failing, we'll never get anything done, and we will always be slaves to procrastination. I sometimes ask a question when I feel myself procrastinating out of fear. Usually it is fear or failure. Uh, The question is, what's the worst thing that could happen if I attempt to do this? Two things usually result in answering the question. One is that the worst thing that I could think of happening wasn't all that bad after all. Or two, I make it up in my mind that I could live with the worst thing that could even happen. When you can live with the worst possible scenario, then fear is removed. Acts 21, uh, Paul is in Caesarea. He's on his way to Jerusalem, but the prophet Agabus warned Paul that going to Jerusalem would be risky. Here's Paul's response. For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And then finally, the last one as we're running out of time here. Plan your time. (laughs) I'm convinced of the importance of schedules and organizing our time to get things done. Whenever, when I was up at uh, Durango, Colorado, Guy Orson taught me to have a wall calendar. I have it up there now. Of course, I need to get the new one printed out and some more. It helps me plan things out to look ahead and, and plan things. And when people say, Chris, can we do this? I can look at my calendar. Everything's right there and organized as a list. I was like, yes, I can fit it in here, but all these things are filled up. So I plan out my day. I plan out my month. I plan out my year. I plan out my years of what I'm going to do and going to get done. We need to be people who make decisions. I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you for sticking out uh, with me on this. We are running out of time, but I planned it well. We got through all the, the topics I wanted to. May the Lord bless you. May you think of these things and plan ahead and always put the Lord first. Let us redeem the time. Sitting up to sweep away till she on the better day. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Till the sinful world be won for Jehovah's mighty son. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. This program was sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ.